everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Spooky Jake Whipple. He's into doing the Halloween thing. And I, you, know, it is you know, I really wanted to be. I really did. It was a day before Halloween. Um, we are watching the World Series right now. The Spooky it's a Series. It's World Series. It's, it's incredibly scary if you're Rob Manfred. Yeah, it's uh, a bunch. You don't want to fuck this up. And you want this game seven teams. to be you want this game seven to be fucking watchable. So if you're Robin Banford, this is horrifying. Doesn't the so if, my understanding is this World Series actually has one of the lowest television ratings in the history of the World Series and also television ratings. Yeah. It's actually it's yeah. one it, like four of five games are in the top ten least watched uh World Series games of all time. Wow. That's uh, that's and that was that was before great. yesterday's game, but I imagine more, a lot more people watched the game six. Well, yeah, I mean, if you get game like the second you hit game seven, people pay attention because at least the winner is the winner. Yeah, as opposed to seeing if a team will win. Because I, 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 I will admit that I actively did not seek out um, the World Series yesterday, in which the Astros very much could have clinched, but I just didn't care very much. Yeah, I watched. So, I, I I really I was kind of invested. I went out of my way to watch it. Yeah, uh, I mean that's uh, it was an okay game uh, until then. Then the Nationals just went off. I know everyone got really mad about Trey Turner being called out in the base paths on Twitter. That could have been a really a really a game changing call. It just turned out that Anthony yeah, Rendon immediately Rendon hit a home run. <laughs> Rendon was just like, <laughs> no, fuck you. Also, Rendon is amazing. Do you think? Uh, do you think that they phoned down to the umpires and like, yo, we need to throw Rendon a juiced ball? Right. <laughs> I think Rob Manfred patched himself in on his iPhone to the fucking headsets. It's like, listen, you fucking idiots. I know you're gonna fuck this up because you're stupid, and I hired you to be stupid, obviously. But I'm holding a fake phone in my hand right now, just to let everyone the audience know that's what's happening. But. I'm going to need you to get the juice ball for Rendon. They have like five of them. Yeah, yeah well, they got to have a couple, you know. Yeah. What if he's like fouls one off because he just swings and misses at one, you know? Yeah. That happens. But Rendon's amazing. Uh, he's going to be a free agent this year. Um, probably the biggest free agent on the market. Uh, other than oh, Garrett yeah. Cole. Yeah, 100%. Garrett um, Cole and Anthony Rendon. Rendon is basically like Arenado Light. Yeah, he's, he's not he's not he's, quite he's as good this, as Nolan Arenado. He's this much but... less of a defender and this much less of a hitter. Yeah, like it's just just by a little margin. I like I mean? that you're illustrating the amount this much by holding your fingers up on a podcast. I'm glad that you actually <laughs> said that because now everyone knows, and now there's no confusion. This the, is the dynamic. This is the <laughs> dynamic. So if, if you want to know how much Patrick was talking about. Take your fingers, hold them up in front of your face, and just give it about, you know, this much? Like two inches. <laughs> two inches. Yeah. This much. It's not much, but it's not an insignificant amount. Yeah. Either. Um, it's a spooky amount. Because it's <laughs> the day Spooky. Ghosts. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, 
when I when I initially wrote these three sentences for the spooky episode, I dis- I compared. This the... was back when we didn't have a story to cover. Yeah, we do have a story to cover. We will get to this. <laughs> back, it feels like a million years ago when we didn't have a story to cover. It, honestly, it really does. And then we covered one. <laughs> so I I decided to say that this World Series is the sports equivalent of a home invasion horror movie because the road team has won every single game. Um. Yeah. Which is true, and has never happened before. Um, which means if the Nats win tonight, it will be the apex of that particular, like, baseball eventuality, which, because baseball just happens over and over and over and over and over again, yeah. we would get to at some point. Baseball's but... just like a Twilight Zone episode that won't quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Horror and just kind of shitty and upsetting, and, like, at the end, something bad happens to someone. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's an institution, so it'll never go away. And then you realize it, and then you realize that's also the Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> yeah. And I had this... So I took that, and I had this big idea to write write this segment that I did a very bad job on, comparing various comparing various like sports things yeah, to I wanna go through those horror right movie tropes. Yeah. Uh, so this World Series is a home invasion movie. Um, that makes sense. Uh, I mean, the home teams are losing. Yeah, pretty much. All the way through game six. The monsters break into their homes and then they murder everybody. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's a like that one, film. like that one really fucked up episode of the X-Files. Or like anything Wes Craven ever made, I yeah. guess. It's just Jason. Yeah. Halloween. Um, I mean, I could get, there's, there are darker and more brutal examples like Last House on the Left and shit like that, but then you get into rape and revenge stuff and now we're like, now we're in Not great, life. Bob. I do not like talking about those movies. That's it actually deeply uncomfortable. That's actually the opposite of our brand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am very against that sort of filmmaking. Oh, yeah. That's not really, it. that's not really entertainment. Yeah. It's like, how do we inflict as much pain as possible on the viewing public? That's like why I don't like horror movies. Like I don't, I don't actually watch them i just the the i just think horror movies hot take are bad i think they're bad it's a bad genre most of them are very corny it's overly corny it just feeds into like oh i want to see some bad shit happen and it's like look bro if you want to see some bad shit happen just read the news dog like what are you talking actually so here's the deal so you remember that you did you ever see the baba duke no, but I've heard people reference it constantly. Yeah, so it's, it's supposed to be a very good movie. Have you ever seen It Follows? No, but I've heard people reference it. It's supposed to be a very good movie. I'm very much uh, Did you see, um, what's the fucking one with the, the guy who Psycho? made it? No, not Psycho. Well, you did the, you, he did a stabbing motion. I did, I did do a stabbing So motion. I think st- Psycho. Um, Hereditary. No. Supposed to be a great movie. You know what all those movies have in common? That they're bad? No, they're ostensibly horror movies, and all the people who are like, I love horror movies, fucking hate them. But people, like, film critics love them, which makes me think that, like, horror movie fans are about having pain inflicted on shit. For some, like, whatever reason, I almost said some sick reason, I don't really want to put that on people who are into horror movies, because I don't think that's true. No, I don't um, think it's sick to like horror movies. I just personally think they're dumb and full of shit. Yeah, no, and that's like that's what I'm getting at is that horror movies are incapable of telling human stories. No, no, oh god, no. Yeah. It's you yeah. No, they don't 
There's no the dialogue's always whack. There's like no character that's an actual character. Um, cinematography is usually just based around trying to see the fucking grossest shit possible, which is bad cinematography. Yeah. So, well, it's also like so, so, it doesn't really speak to me on any level. And everyone loves to like punk on uh, the plot decisions made by characters in horror movies. Like, why wouldn't you just do the smart thing and run away from this? Well, because then the movie would be fucking over, idiot. Yeah, I'm not mad like, about those things because that's just like. You, if you, with that logic, you can cut into literally any piece of fiction ever. Yeah. Like, why didn't you do a different action? I don't know. Why didn't you do a different action when you flunked out of, like, freshman year yeah. algebra? Why didn't the Mighty Ducks just win their first game? Yeah. So that they wouldn't so have much to easier. do a comeback. And, yeah, just, why didn't the Mighty Ducks just be a good hockey team to begin with? Actually, why didn't the Mighty Ducks coach uh, just not get a DUI? And then he could have continued being a successful lawyer. Why are they taking a fucking weird drunk who gets DUIs and being like, hey, you know what you should do? Coach youth hockey. These kids really need you in the bad part of town, quote unquote, because it was Disney and they were like, let's try and make it the bad part of town. So he's teaching underserved kids, but we can't do that. Because then we're going to offend the rich people. <laughs> so let's just kind of imply it in a weird way. And that's the, how you get the Mighty Ducks. The only movie in which every person's character decisions make perfect sense is... Uh, there's two of them. It's Bull Durham and Major League. Bull Durham? Yeah. You're saying Bull Durham. Every single person's... Okay, so Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. in Bull Durham. Everything she did made perfect sense. Because she was trying to mold the team, I guess, right? She was yeah, trying to, no, she that's was her whole thing. She's like, she believes this thing about... In the like, organization. Yeah, she believes this thing about, like, I'm going to sleep with this person who's going to become the best player in, on the team. And that's yeah. what happens, because that's what happens every year. I promise. So she's got to do that. Meanwhile, you got Crash, who's like, I'm just here to try and, like, mold this guy on the field. So everything he does to is prove a, to the yeah. org that you're a team player and that you do deserve another shot as mm-hmm. a backup catcher in the show. Exactly. Uh, what about the young woman? Uh, shit, I forgot the character name. Uh, fuck. I haven't she, seen Bull, it's been a while. Bangs, since I've seen she bangs Durham. the crap out of Bull Durham in the beginning. Oh or, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. She's just, or, it, some, some people just want to have uh, sex with famous people. It's fine. Okay, she bangs the crap out of the young pitcher. I don't, that's not Bull Durham. Why am I saying his name's Bull Durham? No one's Bull Durham. No one is actually. They're actually Bull, it's the a Durham, Durham Bulls. Bulls. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I... That's I. I love that. Let's keep that. <laughs> we're drinking. Yeah, we're drinking. We're before drinking. The, before this, I was like, "Hey, Jake, go get that handle of whiskey and bring it over to the table." That's a. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're doing tonight. <laughs> That's what that's that's how this is going. If you listen to the Thanksgiving episode, you know how this is going to go. Yeah, we're doing yeah, it's we're a doing Halloween a th- episode. Yeah, we're doing the Halloween it's episode. It's the holidays. Spooky. It's the spooky holiday where I don't like horror movies or anything spooky at all. Yeah. The best thing about Halloween, I think, is um the fact that when it's over, I get to think about Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, that's correct. Cuz we get, to, we get like, to go to the one good holiday. We get to cook Everything's cool. Yeah. Uh, I I hang out with my my friends <laughs> and uh, eat food. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, and I know if you look at it in terms of a historicity, it's mad problematic. Like 
there's oh no i'm not trying to yeah, yeah no it's, like, it's i get i get that problematic. Like, it's really not good but what it really is now is like hey you know the day when everyone is supposed to hang out with people they know and cook a giant meal and we're all just gonna like kick it yeah that's lit that's a that is exactly what all holidays should be like that's a, that's that is the holiday it's do you remember the, the first holiday. thanksgiving you spent with me uh, I do. I showed up at your apartment. <laughs> you can tell the guitar. story. You tell the story. I don't want to tell the story. You tell the story. Um, I, what I what I remember is showing up at your apartment with my guitar, not eating any food. I was already just like borderline blackout drunk. I played my guitar on your couch, and then I fell asleep with like a cough drop on my lapel or something. It was a lifesaver gummy. Nice. Even better. <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah, uh, a bunch of people took selfies with me being unconscious. Yeah, um, and your dear, I, your dear friends—they weren't randos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They no, weren't. No, it's, it's not like were people like, you didn't know. No, no, it was every safe, liter- literally safe every single person you knew. Mm-hmm. But it was funny. It was very funny. <laughs> um, I had tried to go to too many Thanksgivings that day. <laughs> no, it seems like you were you you were on your third Thanksgiving by the time you got to our spot. That's correct. Most yes. people, by the time they got to our spot, were on their third. I think the only people that spent their Thanksgiving with us, like just all the way through, Peter, Sylvie, Josh. Yeah, they were the they were the four o'clockers. That tracks. That tracks. Yeah. I mostly just remember like sitting there drunk off my ass, like picking at my guitar, and Josh being like, "Are you guys listening to this?" I love Josh. I do too. Anyway, uh, sports movie, sports things as horror movie tropes and Halloween type things. We already did World Series home invasion movie. The yeah. 2019 uh, Cleveland Browns, they are Samuel L. Jackson getting eaten by that shark in Deep Blue Sea. Right. Because they showed up and everyone thought something was going to happen and then a shark jumped out and ate them. Yeah, 2019 Patriots. Uh, the existential horror of the inevitability of death and pain. Yeah, I think I think the, <laughs> new, to that, the just all the, just all of the Patriots teams in the past like maybe like fifteen years just represent existential dread. Yeah, and the fact that no matter what you do and how good you are and how much you try, There's the worst possible thing there. always will happen, yeah. and it will find a way to happen no matter what. That's just coming for you. And now the New York Jets. Uh, slow zombies. Oh, yeah, bad at football zombies, too. <laughs> yeah, there's like, some zombies that don't play football good. Uh, <laughs> uh, because, like, because there's slow zombies, regular zombies, and fast zombies. And slow zombies. Adam Gase zombies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slow zombies are like, if I hope that if there is a zombie outbreak, we get slow zombies, because you can deal with that by running at a light jog. Yeah, I want some while. walking dead zombies that they just kill on the side during dialogue. Yeah. Like, we're having a very serious dialogue about walking dead things <laughs> and i'm stabbing motion right now just so everyone is and i'm casually stabbing zombies in the eye that's the zombies i want yeah those, are the, those yeah, are the ones i want I some want. walking dead slow zombies lebron james uh he's dracula he feasts on the young he does he also feasts on having bad takes on china but we you know what we covered that we, last we week. got into that very disappointed week, in you with lebron uh not not a fan right now probably not a fan for a while fuck you lebron yeah i'm a little mad about it Stephen A. Smith. Uh, Stephen A. Smith is Jack Torrance, but post-psychotic break. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's just, like, running around with a fucking axe trying to break into a refrigerator so he can murder Wendy. Stephen A. Smith, also it, because he's a fucking clown. Ah! Nice. <laughs> Up top. Pennywise. 
Miami Dolphins. Uh, they are the Miami Dolphins. A horrifying in itself. I don't know why. Like dolphins aren't good at being uh, football things. They're not good at. I'm not uh, even sure they're like an organization. Not great. Yeah, not, not they're great. not great. The Baltimore Orioles. They are a shitty drawing of a bat. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take over for your San Francisco 49ers one right yeah. here. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, so I'm gonna do the 49ers. possible. I'm gonna do the worst possible thing and scariest possible thing that you can do regarding the San Francisco 49ers. I'm gonna be a 49ers fan right now. No, don't. Wa- oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, five fucking titles. Who has that? I don't care. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> uh, Joe Montana. Who had him? Who's better than him? It doesn't actually matter. That's the. That's the thing. We have five titles. We have a defense that won't quit. Jimmy G is going to win an MVP. Sure, does he have the stats for it? You know what? I don't believe in numbers. So (laughs) we're not doing stats anymore. Jimmy G is going to win an MVP somehow. Uh, We got Emmanuel Sanders, greatest wide receiver on the planet. Do I have anything to back that up? It doesn't matter. We're 7-0. Nothing matters. It's fucking amazing. And I'm done. And scene. That's good. That was good. That was, was I good. as insufferable as you possibly could be? Did I say yeah, 40 no, fucking nights? There were so many things that Did I, I wanted, interrupt like, you yeah. enough <laughs> when you tried to. Every time I, <laughs> you're like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a. Uh, the sk- that's the worst possible situation for and a 49er fan. You don't want a 49er fan to be a 49er fan because we're Never. insufferable. We're bad. Like, for I, there's probably a lot of 49er fans listening. We're bad. Like, we're not great. <laughs> I believe you tweeted something yesterday that said, for real, you do not want the 49ers to That's make exactly That's exactly what I'm referencing, yeah. is kiss the rings. Yeah. And the thing All that I said them. in response was, I do not want the 49ers to make the playoffs, and I actively root for you to be happy. Yeah, I, I say kiss the rings, there's five of them, even though other teams have more than five. And I'm still yeah, that was the first thing that pretend, I was say. Pretend yeah. that five is the most, and then that no one else has done it. And that's that's how that's being a 49 Pretending that Joe Montana didn't have a couple of really good years in Kansas City. <laughs> Come on, we had <laughs> we had Steve. We had moved on by then. We had Steve Young at the time, my and Ricky is, Waters, and Deion Sanders. My point is, this is and why the, Jerry Rice. My point is, okay, my back. point oh, is, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is why the San Francisco 49ers are Frankenstein's monster. That is a good point. Uh, <laughs> that is what it's written here because. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bunch of shit cobbled together into like this lumbering, unstoppable demon. Yeah, and they're and they, like, yeah. and they, like they just won't. They'll. It's never gonna go away. There's yeah. nothing anyone can do about it. We're a football team. We that created this. Well, yeah, we did this ourselves. They're they're a football team that hasn't been relevant since 2013. Yet, me as a fan, I will talk about them when they're good. As if they've been good for the last 40 years. Why? Because yeah. we're 49er fans. We just don't fucking know. Cowboy like, fans do the care. same shit, man. Yeah, I, but I we're better than them. And that's what 49er fans say. But we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and Horrifying. The, yeah. So the last thing I wrote here is the Houston Astros. And I said they were the movie Cabin in the Woods. Okay. And I honestly don't know why I wrote that. Oh. <laughs> okay. I, I just figured you had a thing. I took your I feel, I, I'm sure that thing. I did. Like, yeah. I think I did have something for this, but I got distracted. Yeah. Because there's something else, which is 
just the fucking awful world we live in, which is a horror movie unto itself, and it's happening to my favorite website, Deadspin. Now I'm sad. So, um, Deadspin. Um, you know it as the sports website that makes fun of all the things. Uh, mm-hmm. That's kind of what we do. They broke the Manti Teo uh, fake girlfriend story. <laughs> they um, did break the Manti Teo story. Uh, after they were congratulated by Donald Trump for breaking that story, they told him to go fuck himself. Which, gotta love that. Really yeah. gotta love that. Um, they have... They were among the leaders in those who broke the Michigan State Larry Nasser sexual abuse scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, have done nothing but attack the NCAA for not paying its athletes and continuing to make billions and billions of dollars off of their labor. They're, they, they were the good guys, honestly. They're consistently like, on the right side. Yeah, they history. were the good guys, and they always have been, and... Even even at their darker points, because they, you know, they've been around since like 2006, maybe. I, I feel like yeah. if you've listened to our podcast, you understand that we read Deadspin. Like we you, read a lot we're of very much. I'm very much personally like a Ray Ratto guy who's a Deadspin writer right now. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, uh, a, he's a contract guy. He's not a masthead right, guy. Right, right. He's around. He's yeah. currently not right. He's not employed by anyone but like i grew up reading ray ratto when i was yeah, a kid ray ratto so i know a great writer so i know like like all the since i was a child like this is how sports is covered yeah. it's covered socially and it's covered honestly and it's kind of funny and self-deprecating yeah. that's the way that you should view sports yeah i learned i learned a b- lot about how i wanted to talk about athletics from albert Bernaco, who has been a staff writer at deadspin for a long time now yeah probably since i think probably since about 2011 yeah maybe not maybe not quite that long but for a while and the sort of there's, I wouldn't say irreverence exactly, but sort of a ridiculousness mm-hmm. that there's commonly attributed to what he wants to talk about. Yeah. You know? And then, and then there's, like, um, the Fire Joe Morgan era of, like, my, my sports reading and what, like, yeah. influenced me and my takes and the way that I consume sports of, like, the same kind of thing of, like, being, like, just being cynical and like funny and thinking that like sports are kind of bullshit and this institution isn't perfect. You know what I mean? That's but, kind yeah, of But like but that's the other thing too about what we even just this bit we're doing here today cool. like this is stupid and it's not perfect and even my own teams are stupid and terrible. Yeah. And then you can come out there and rant about how great the 49ers are and I can make jokes about <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. Like that's the point, man. Like that's what they did all the time. I would say I was purposely insufferable <laughs> because that's what 49er fans. No, are. I know, but like that's like but this is but, which is great. That's like yeah. one of the things that Deadspin really pioneered for a lot of people, I think. Um, oh yeah. I mean like all yeah, all all of my favorite journalists are basically kind of in the same Sports journalists, anyway, are in the same kind of, uh, not family, but, like, genre as Deadspin. Yeah. Brian Murphy, who who heads the McCovey Chronicles right now, basically covers that team with so much, like, self-deprecation 
and almost like baseball is annoying. And I think that's the perfect way to cover sports. And that's the way that Deadspin covers sports. I'm just shouting out to all my favorite things. That no, you should. Like, you should. Self-deprecating and annoyed at, at the existence of it. And no, no, we're going we're gonna to get into the bad end of this here in a second. So I think, actually, I'm really happy to, like, sort of lift up what was great about it. Yeah. Because, like. Because we're talking about what we like about Deadspin. Yeah. Like, it was so, it was such a good sight. Like, do you remember uh, Kissing Susie Colber? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I forgot about that. Yeah. So Kissing Susie Colber was this site. It was like, let's be, let's be realistic. It was incre- extremely sophomoric and like, a li- it could be a little gross and very broy at times. Yeah. Um, but it was born out of commenters at Deadspin who went out and founded their own football blog. And more than a few of them found themselves back at Deadspin as actual writers for Deadspin later on. And of course, it references the uh, yeah. the 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 title of it references uh, Susie Colbert being essentially assaulted. Yeah, yeah. Joe Namath getting Joe Namath. wasted yeah. and trying to kiss Susie Colbert on a sideline while wearing a fucking fur coat. And um, well, like that's something that like people like used to like best damn sports show back in the yeah. days to go, oh, the top most awkward moments in sports. And they said, oh, that was awkward and shitty. Oh, that. And it's like, no, it was actually just sexual assault, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe we should, like, uh, chill off that shit. Like, <laughs> Susie Colbert can't do anything about this because she's worried about getting fired if she pushes Joe Namath or punches him in the fucking face. Yeah. It's like, I remember uh, the segment, the a segment they used to run on uh, ESPN when I was... I don't know, middle school-ish, maybe high school, where uh, somebody would get absolutely smoked and uh, be down and, like, twitching because they're fully unconscious and possibly... Oh, you got jacked up? You got blowed up! (laughs) I thought it was jacked up. I think it's jacked up, yeah. (laughs) It's still bad. (laughs) Yeah, the you got jacked up segment is... One of the most problematic things I've seen in sports. Meanwhile, a dude is having a seizure because his entire brain pan just slapped against his skull and he's possibly having a hemorrhage. Yeah, but yeah. he got jacked up. You got jacked up. Because his lead blocker like just slipped and fell down. So he was exposed for a second and the defense decided, you know what? I'm going to take the top of my helmet and put it into his jaw. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. Yeah, and then, like, there was that clip recently of Mason Rudolph getting knocked out fucking cold. That was crazy, dude. Yeah. I I saw that on Red Zone, I guess, Pseudo Live, whatever version of Red Zone Live is. Sure, yeah. Like, but I just remember being like, holy fucking shit, dude. He just took a hit in, and then just kind of knocked out. Like, he was just out immediately. And then, every, then everyone runs it back, like, check this out. Mason Rudolph, you got... Jack, <laughs> look yeah. at how unconscious you are. <laughs> but brain back. injuries, dab, 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 dab. <laughs> <laughs> he really did dab about three or four times there. Just so you know, uh, I feel really bad about my entire existence now. But um, Deadspin, Deadspin. So Deadspin is dead. Long live Deadspin. Yeah, Deadspin forever. Yeah, Deadspin forever, man. We um, were actually thinking about what we should name this uh, episode. Um, my idea was journalismisms, um, which was a tag that Deadspin used to use for uh, reporting on other media outlets. 
Yeah. What was my? Hold on. Let me actually look at our texts. Yeah. What was mine? Did I have I forget. a get? Oh, stick to sports. Was stick the to thing. sports. I actually don't think I actually want to change my my idea to just deadspin forever. Deadspin forever. That's is a what great the hashtag choice. is right now, or yeah. that's what's going on on Twitter right now. Maybe we go with that. Maybe we don't. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Like the point is, deadspin forever. Mm-hmm. Like we we are drunkenly toasting. Um, our favorite, one of our favorite sports publications. That is, we yeah, we're fucking is, drinking. We the don't, fucking we don't actually do man. a podcast unless they exist. No, this does not happen. <laughs> we do if, it. No, like this this <laughs> podcast does not exist if Deadspin is not a website. Like, yeah, we don't. We don't. We get, would never. We be don't here. have a great viewership. Like, or we have a great viewership, but I mean, we don't have like the largest numbers. But you know, we do it for a year. We're, yeah. we're, in, we're, we're, we're doing this. Somebody out there who has never met either of us is listening to us right now. That's actually a decent amount of them have yeah. never have never yeah. met us. And like, yeah, like, and we like, we would not do this if not for fucking Deadspin. No. Um, and in the interest of uh, respecting the legacy of Deadspin, here is the timeline that I that we not I I shouldn't say I we have put together. Of what happened. So, in uh, March of 2019, uh, Deadspin, Jezebel, The Root, Gizmodo, The Takeout, The AV Club, uh, also The Onion, by the way, it is also part of that same media yeah. group at this point. Um, click hole. Click hole. Yeah. Um, there's, other, there's others. Um, so, basically, all these websites th- that were all formerly Gawker websites and yeah. then were orphaned when peter thiel murdered gawker yeah if you need um, if you need a like back reference on that sh- on that thing google it yeah just look at right like, now stop hit pause what i would say is google it <laughs> google the phrase gawker the way things work oh yeah that's the only thing you have to do and then read that article the last thing that was ever posted on gawker titled the way things work fucking insane it's one of the best things i've ever read fucking insane. um and then also look up on snark as well and that'll give you a better idea about what gawker was anyway um peter thiel murdered gawker and gawker gawker's orphan children deadspin jezebel all these places got sold to univision um at auction and univision didn't really know what to do with them no. um so they then put them back on the market, and they were purchased by a company, that, a private equity firm specifically, called Great Hill Partners, and they were then rebranded as, rebranded as G.O. Media. Um, they are run by Jim Spanafeller, the CEO. Spanfeller. I keep saying Spanafeller, and in fact, I tweeted multiple times yesterday, mm-hmm. Spanafeller. I did edit the notes to say Spanfella. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. <laughs> it's fine. Um, that's why we have editing, so you can just say the sentence over right now, <laughs> and then it'll ne- none of this will ever make it. I don't know. I feel like part of my shtick is like getting people's names wrong. So I know, but I, I try. I try and eliminate that by getting you to say the sentence over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then again, we've all agreed that I'm never going to learn Arnoldus Chapman's real name. <sighs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> So Jim Spanafeller it is. I guess Jim Spanafeller doesn't deserve to have his name correctly pronounced anyway. Fuck this prick. Yeah. Um, so Spanfeller um, upped the ad space uh, slots and 
pretty much everything he wanted to do was based around building more ad slots on every single one of these websites. Basically, um, all like the scummy media conglomerate things yeah. that like you'd expect. Like the standard shit you would think. Like, what if we had more commercials? Like, yeah, okay, man. Like, sure, someone will pay for that, but I'm not sure that more means more profitable. Um, so Lindsay Adler wrote a really long form piece about like what was going on at Geo Media. Shortly after which, she and the uh, Deadspin editor-in-chief, Megan Greenwell, both resigned. Um, So they worked in conjunction to write this entire piece about the new ownership group, published it, and then both resigned. Um, Greenwell wrote a uh, scorched, or like straight-up scorched earth piece um, called uh, The Adults in the Room, which again... Strongly encourage you to go read it. Um, Like, going through the entire process of her trying, like, standing essentially as the EIC for Deadspin in between the actual uh, journalistic staff and the ownership group and what that was like. And, like, talking about what they wanted her to do to stop the reporting, stop the editorial content, and, like, basically shut down what made Deadspin cool. Here's a fun here's a fun statistic. Megan Greenwell quit in like July. August. August. Yeah. Yeah, August. Sorry. There is still no EIC for Deadspin. No. There is a listing on the uh, Geo Media Group for a Deadspin editor in chief right now. You should go apply for it. Maybe so, list that you think Jim Spanafeller can suck my dick. So they so they've been in they've been in flux since since the summer. Mm-hmm. Since since August, they've been kind of like in a situation where they know they're at odds with yeah. their management. This has been building since for a while. So basically, since they took over, basically since since Univision or Univision, I guess, uh, decided. To, like, is it um, actually? I'm sorry. Is it actually pronounced Univision? Yeah, yeah. I guess because uh, like a proper noun and shit. But like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to be like. God damn I don't want to be the guy who's not like this. Not actually, this right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't want to like actually like highlight that. Like, like Univision is Univision. Like Univision would be like if it weren't a proper noun. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel bad because it's like it has nothing to do with any of this shit. I shouldn't even pronounce it correctly. <laughs> cool. Well, at least at least I learned something today. I'm so sorry. that's good. I feel like a dick because it makes it has no fucking bearing on what we're talking about right now. I just said it and then was like, ah, fuck. Yeah, well, Univision. I mean, like Univision. At least they didn't fuck with the actual content yeah. on Deadspin. Well, no, they because they were like, oh shit, I own this now. Fuck. What do we like? What is it? This is just like Americans from Brooklyn, like saying wild shit, right? <laughs> All right, let's just let them do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was essentially what Univision's thing was. They're, yeah, like, they're like, "All right, fuck it." <laughs> so on uh, October twenty eighth, two days ago, the Daily Peace, eh, the Daily Beast, the Daily Beast uh, reported a leaked memo. memo. Keep going. So, on October 28th, the Daily Beast reported on a leaked memo from Geo Media um, about how the Deadspin writers were being explicitly instructed to only publish stories that could be directly related to sports. Um, 
they have since reissued that statement, claiming that it's a broad directive that anything can be connected to sports, even though they're clearly trying to shut down a bunch of stuff that, sure, you could figure out a way to connect it to sports, but you don't have to. Um, mm-hmm. The same day, Deadspin, um, I believe a few of their sister sites, I don't know, I didn't check every single one, but I think at least Jezebel and a few others... Uh, published a uh, post acknowledging that readers had started complaining about the advertisements and uh, the amount of space they were taking up and also the fact that there were autoplay sound-on video advertisements all over the uh, Kinja board. The the most Um, garbage form of advertising in all of the internet. Shit that people who were doing back in 2008 knew was, like, a little out of date and, like, scrapping for that last little, last couple of cents. If I, yeah, somebody. If, if I get, if I get autoplay ads, I'm like, you're, you're basically a, like, Word. a fucking clearly SEO you're link a farm. Shit, yeah. <laughs> clearly, yeah. you're a shitty website. Yeah. Um, like CBS Sports, which I had to edit out multiple times <laughs> in one of our podcasts a few weeks ago. I remember. Because yeah. I kept pulling up... I tried to pull up data or something, and then it's CBS Sports, and it's like autoplay ad, which starts with a fucking advertisement. Yeah. So the post that's been published um, referred them to an email address that would have essentially CC'd every EIC for every single website under the um, GeoMedia umbrella. So the EICs of Jezebel, Jalopnik, The Root, all these people. And also, um, a couple of member- members of the executive board. After about four hours, GeoMedia unilaterally deleted that post. And deactivated the email account it linked to. Which is probably a violation of the collective, bargain- collective bargaining agreement negotiated by the uh, Gizmodo Media Group Union, which is the union that uh, contains all of these writers. So the next day, um, uh, Barry Pacheski, who is a writer and deputy editor for Deadspin, and also possibly, I don't want to say that he's the longest tenured employee at... One of the the longest. At Geomedia, but he is one of, if not the longest tenured employee at uh, Geomedia, was fired for quite literally not sticking to sports. Right. Um, At least according to the statement he made on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, we don't know exactly what, because yeah. he actually, I don't think he's uh, put out a piece in a while. I don't think or so Or anything that either. didn't stick to sports, so he must have stood up for something. He must have said some something about something. When I first heard that Deadspin uh, was going through this, my first thought was, oh, it's because they, they took a gigantic shit on that dumb, dumb Donald Trump. For getting yeah. booed in game, <laughs> game five of the World Series, which she was fucking earned. objectively hilarious, one of the best things that ever happened. Can we play the clip? In Roll a it World back. Series. So, anyways, my first stop was with the control. Uh, and then I realized who got fired, and I was like, well, he didn't fucking do that. And I was like, what did he? Oh, the fucking Daily Beast. <laughs> I was like, oh, that. Yeah. that's my first thought. It doesn't actually matter. 
No. The speculation is just purely out of It doesn't it doesn't wonder. matter what Barry did exactly. Right, cuz he didn't do anything yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah. All he did was be like, "Hey, I so I got this yeah. Um, the union is standing by Barry Pacheski, and I think they are. I think they are trying to seek a um, unwarranted termination settlement. We'll see how that goes. Um, the next segment we had here was going to be about how the writers wanted to fight back by what they did is they put every single non-sports thing they could think of at the top of the heading. They yeah. published a bunch of shit that was, hello, here are not sports stories. My favorite of which is a story from Tom Lay that are just selfies of him with dogs he yeah. met. Here are the met. dogs I met. Yeah, yeah, here like here are three good dogs I met. Like, And it's just like pictures of him hanging out with dogs he met in Mexico. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, writer, just, the writers were, were doing, yesterday the writers were doing, just basically just being defiant. Yeah. Because like, they like, had, no. because they like, had to be. Yeah. yeah. If they wanted because if they want to keep doing the thing they've always done, this is how they have to do it. Yeah, if you want to do honest journalism, you can't allow a, a media conglomerate owned by billionaires to tell you exactly what to write. Yeah. That's not how it works cuz you're supposed to report on these people. Yeah. These are like <laughs> the <laughs> you're supposed to speak truth to power. That's the whole thing. That's the that's the idea. It's literally the, that's like the whole point why, of a free press. That's literally why the press exists. So after Barry Pacheski got fired, um, Deadspin has since lost. I think I don't know forty percent of its editorial board, uh, as listed on its masthead, masthead, and approximately seventy percent of its um, like salaried writing staff um people are quitting left and right um to so i have a list that i have right now of known firings and resignations to date it is barry pacheski diana moskovitz kelsey mckinney tom way laura wagner lauren thyson albert bernaco chris thompson and patrick redford and i wouldn't be surprised to find out i missed somebody and all every single one of those people again as we've said uh, we both followed this website very closely for a long time. I know all their work. I know yeah. what they do. Like, oh, yeah. I love them. I love them, and I want to read the things that they write. Yeah. Like I said before, we yeah. don't do podcasts yeah. if Deadspin doesn't exist. Frankly, I probably don't have the podcast personality I have if not for Albert Bernaco, um, <laughs> <laughs> who was very content to tell people to go to hell in blogs. Hmm. And I could just picture it in my own voice. There's a guy I could read and be like, I have this voice. I can talk like this. You can go to hell. Uh, <laughs> That's why you tell people to go to hell? Yeah, it is. It really, it really fucking is. Don't make fun of me. I'm not it's making fun of you. I'm just laughing. <laughs> yeah. I was laughing at the the, the situation. I'm like, <laughs> I always wondered, I'm like, why is he telling people to go to hell? I mean, there's a lot of other things to say, but it's like, all right, it's, it works. So yeah. I'm not mad about it. Yeah, yeah Tom Lay's gone. Laura Wagner's gone. Lauren Tyson is gone. A lot of really good writers are suddenly no longer writing for a publication that everybody trusted. Yeah. You know? And that sucks. It's not great. And we're just, so we're just dealing with this fucking site that used to be one of the most important parts of sports media, and it's gone now, I think. Yeah. I think it's dead. It I, is dead. I think spin. It, I think yeah. Deadspin is gone. I think Deadspin is. Gone. I think it's 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 
R.I.P. Deadspin right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Like, I don't know. I know you. I know you have things to say about this, mm-hmm. and I want you. Like, I don't. What? What are like? Just tell me, man. Just, just go. Okay. Yeah. So this whole thing is they want Deadspin to stick to sports. Yeah. And I don't think anyone should ever, ever stick to sports. I think sticking to sports is fucking dumb. (laughs) I think the concept is for dum-dums. I think it's terrible. I think sports and society, uh, they go hand in hand. They reflect each other. Uh, You can't talk about Muhammad Ali without talking about his social impact. Uh, You can't talk about Serena Williams and the, the... u.s women's national team soccer team like without talking about their impact on on people around the world you can't talk about jackie robinson without talking about the color barrier is that not what 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 the fuck would people say today you know what i mean with regards to something like that happening um you you can't the olympics exist that is as a real a thing. I've seen bridge, them. I once saw an Olympic. Yeah, the Olympics <laughs> exist as a means to bridge different cultures and s- through sports. Yeah. Like, you cannot have your sports without culture. It doesn't exist. It's fucking crazy to think that you can separate them. I know a lot of people like them separate um, for a lot of different reasons. Because, A, your politics are shitty and you don't like being reminded that your politics are shitty. Uh, or, B, you like an escape from all the bad things you want to be able to watch baseball um your favorite baseball racist hit a home run and not think about how he's a base how he's a fucking racist in his life but you also want to like are you also want to pretend that an olympic boycott isn't a big deal right because that's happened a couple of times and you know what it's for to prove a political point yeah exactly it's always it's a, a yeah sports and politics they go hand in hand you can't you can't ignore it um you wanted to, like, I understand wanting an escape from the harshness of the world. Um, it's not great. I think we all understand. It's not great out here right now. Yeah. Um, but you don't really get to hide from reality. Uh, I think, I think when you want to engage in an entertainment medium that reflects the human experience so well, it's hard for you to hide from that aspect of the human experience, Right. Well, because um, it does reflect so, especially in a capitalist society, it reflects so much of the human experience. You can't really, you can't really have, you can't really ignore the fact that whoever your favorite sports team is, they're probably owned by a person that wants you to suffer. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably some, owned by some, some billionaire. Guy. Yeah, some fucking that, rich guy that contributes to your suffering or contributes to the suffering of most of the people in the country. Yeah. Um, you don't get to ignore the fact that your undefeated NFL team's star rookie pass rusher, Nick Bosa, is a fucking white nationalist. I did not know you were going to show up and drag Nick Bosa, but I respect it. Fucking garbage-ass Nick Bosa. You don't get to ignore it. You know what I mean? No. Like, you don't get to, like, you decide. You carry that. Because, oh, I love that the 49ers are undefeated, that I don't care that their best player is a fucking monster, is Donald Trump's favorite football player. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't get to ignore that. Yeah. You can't just turn it off because it's inconvenient. No. Um, that's just... You just can't do that. And sports coverage that's this honest... And not dishonest, I meant to say this honest, <laughs> and embracing of the human aspect like Deadspin was, uh, that shit's fading. 
Fuck, um, it sucks that was is actually the word we should like, use here. Grantland and Vice Sports are not a thing. Grant, I mean, I guess Grantland kind of exists through the ringer, but it's yeah, less, it's more less, less hard-hitting yeah. than it was before. Yeah. It's more stick-to-sports than Grantland was, yeah. even though it's literally all the same writers. Vice um, Sports is fucking gone. Vice, Vice Sports, Sports just done. vanished off the face of the earth. Yeah. Uh, and... ESPN has always had its fucking policies, but now they're imp- they're now they they're are, worse. They're now it's worse. They're enforcing really bad policy. I mean, yeah. Jamel Hill isn't there anymore for a reason. You all know what the fuck happened with Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill had the courage to say, "I don't know, probably racism is bad," and then she got fired. <laughs> Donald Trump is a racist, <laughs> is what she said. Yeah. The racist president who was obviously racist and got elected literally for saying racist things and having racist policy ideas, she said that he was a racist and they said that she should be, that she was wrong for saying that he's a racist. Donald Trump would probably tell you if he's a fucking racist. Like, (laughs) I don't understand, like, why saying Donald Trump is a racist is some, like, crazy fucking thing. It's not exactly a hot If you vote for Donald Trump... Did you notice when he said that all Mexicans are rapists? Yeah. Like, were you not listening for that part of the thing that he said? If you voted for Donald Trump, (laughs) you voted for him because you're a racist, because you're garbage. That's why you did it. That's literally... That's why you own the libs, because you want to be racist, or you... You want to do something very racist because you are a racist. I don't understand this concept of saying the racist thing is racist is bad. It's fucking weird, and I'm getting off track. But ESPN, they had their standards. Getting uh, off track is our thing, man. Like, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Fucking they had, go. They had, Run. <laughs> they had their thing. Yeah. Uh, and basically, what they're trying to make exist in sports media is places neutral to shitty places like ESPN and Fox that uh, claim they don't embrace politics, but um, liter- just allow the they air the the national anthem before every fucking this is, Super Bowl. Actually, I think like this if is... we can if we can endorse fascism and then not endorse politics in general, then that's fucking weird. Yeah. This me. is this is why ESPN deleted the comment section, and it's also why the new owners of Deadspin have deleted their comments section as of, what, 2.30 today? 3.30? Yeah. 2.55 Pacific time. So... The uh, entire Deadspin comment section vanished. Yeah. Yeah. But, but places, like, places like Barstool Sports are thriving right now. Uh, they get yeah, because more and it's more, a bunch of garbage fucking people. Yeah, they get more and more every day. Uh, because it's just sexist, racist trash. Um, it... It's just hot garbage. It's sports on the dumbest level. It's on the the stupidest fucking most moronic hateful level and that's what plays right now. That's what's getting that's what's getting that's what's making people money. Yeah. So I want to so with with that with that growing, with that whole like cancerous version of sports coverage growing and becoming more popular and more relevant, maybe you sh- maybe if you are someone who wants sports as an escape, you should rethink that. Because sports as culture and politics and the human experience, that's dying. That's going to go away unless you start thinking more about sports as something other than an escape. That's all you I You should. Say. You should. And, like, yes. You absolutely should do that. I also want, like, and I want to acknowledge something, too. Um, so, Barry Pacheski, um, who 
I believe is a fantastic writer and a fantastic editor and wrote a lot of excellent things, was also, um, after writing a critical article of uh, Barstool Sports specifically, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of people at Barstool went and dug up a bunch like old comments he had made, which were rape jokes and like... Just, like, really gross shit. Shit that you yeah. and I here on this podcast would drag. Yeah. Like, we would. And then he wrote an, ex- like, I think a 10,000-word article that was an apology and also an acknowledgement that, like, whatever apology he wrote doesn't really explain what happened. It just means that at least I know what I did. Yeah. You familiar, have you read that article? I have not. It's extremely good, and you should. Okay. Because there's a... Uh, yeah, Barry Pachesky's apology article is... A fascinating junction between someone who is now literally trying to do good work, and then also is trying to face up to shitty, sh- shitty things they did. Yeah. You know? Which... I don't think that's an uncommon experience for people. Like, I think that's a real spot for a lot of people to find themselves in. Yeah, I I feel like part of growth is having done something not great before. You can't... No one's perfect, and everyone has their moments where they're not the best version of themselves. It's just we live in an era now where all that shit's documented. Yeah. (laughs) Like... So the like the worst thing I can remember from uh, the comments that Barry made and that he posted himself as part of this was like rape is just surprise sex. Oh wow! Yeah, fuck. Which I remember is a classic joke from being in college in two thousand and eight. Um, yeah. This, I'm I'm about the same age as he is, so mm-hmm. I understand why that happened. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying I know where it came from. I don't. E- I don't even really have a good defense of Barry. Really, I think he made a really good. Ap- like, I think he made a yeah. really good apology. <laughs> I don't I think. think there, I think this is a situation where, like, <laughs> but our but, de- you know, homie fucked up. Like, yeah, and he like did. he apologized for it and owned it, and that's kind of all that needs to be said about it. That's true. Like, there doesn't. Need, we don't need to like draw a parallel or kind of like. Um, excuse it in any way whatsoever or talk about the way in which like um i guess quote unquote cancel culture is is operating we all we can say is that he at one point used to say problematic things and does not anymore which in the simplest that's the simplest terms but also that's just people yeah, well, like, cause, like the other twenty thing... years ago, no one was saying great shit. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, like, and so, like, one of the other things about that too is just like, yeah, he said some, he said some bullshit. Like, yeah. obvi- obviously, he did. Obviously, that was bad. We all know this. He apologized, but the people who were invested in pulling that up were people who were invested in protecting the shitty things they had said. Right. You know, like, that they wanted to show up and, like, stand up for fucking Dave Portnoy's-ass, Barstool-ass bullshit fucking website. And 
make that important somehow and like mean something because this guy's also said bad stuff that he said that we said it was bad yeah. except he's willing to stand there and be like oh yeah no that was a shitty thing to do yeah and they're not yeah what they're saying is is gotcha yeah it's they're like, just it's like the shittiest version of gotcha journalism mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, gotcha. You used to say racist things. And it's like, yeah, but I still think that that's racist. And it's like, yeah, but you did it though. So, ah. The worst thing is like when um, people who have objectively bad opinions, like those people at Barstool, um, decide that they're going to attack other people for having the same shitty opinions in the past. It's kind of a weird flex. It's just... It's the world's shittiest people using the, a shred of dignity that other people have to try and attack their enemies so they can continue being the worst, the world's shittiest people. Who do it's, you think? It's fucking weird. <laughs> who do you think these people even are at Barstool? Like, who are they? Uh, Portnoy uh, is a garbage rich person who literally gets away with everything. Yeah, no, uh, that one I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, KFC seems like a scumbag. Uh, PFT commenter is really interesting because uh, PFT commenter used to be one of the like edgiest Twitter accounts on the planet. He was uh, he was a legitimate satirist, the funniest <laughs> fucking shit in the world. And when Barcel threw a bunch of money at him to be one of theirs, he was like, "I'm going to change the culture from the inside." That was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. PFT. PFT commenter was going to go in and change everything. And really all he's done is just not say things that are shitty. <laughs> the only awesome. thing that he's done is managed to like exist in their world without being a complete fucking scumbag. And it's like, well, you're not changing anything. You're just making money quietly. Like, <laughs> like it's not really like... I remember, so... I dragged uh, KSK for being sophomoric earlier, but they also were one of the sites that brought P- PFT Commenter to recognition someone yeah. who everyone knew. PFT Commenter is like hilarious, like, but but he also he really works for Barstool now. He so was really like... funny, and now he isn't, and like now I don't give a fuck what he does because he doesn't do any of the things that he used to do. He just looks like a fucking dork in jorts that is collecting checks right now. <laughs> That's literally his existence. He's out here wearing Hawaiian shorts and jorts and just collecting those fucking barstool checks. Whatever fucking David Portnoy is giving him. God, fuck David Portnoy. Not a great dude. Fuck that guy a lot. Don't care for him. Deadspin dying upsets me, like, really deeply and personally. Um, And for what it's worth, uh, I don't... I do think that there's a certain amount of my life experience that feeds into this that's there's nothing I can do to change any of it, but it's just gonna yeah um so I grew up my both of my parents are journalists, my mother was a designer, my father was an editor and a reporter um and I spent a lot of time in newsrooms as a kid and dealing with reporters, designers, editors, cartoonists. Actually cartoonists are 
Shockingly, cartoonists are the least fun person to hang out with when you're like six because they're constantly trying to make some sort of like really weird political joke and you don't get it. And when yeah. you're six, you expect funny, zany yeah. times. Yeah, like but why really, would it like it's just it's just some, I thought you were gonna eat the lasagna. It's some it's some crabby dork. I did learn a lot of things, like the phrase uh, "you can fuck right off with that bullshit," or. Uh, Maybe you should suck less at your job, or cram that shit right the fuck back in your cock holster, um, or do any of you fucking goddamn morons know how to do any goddamn thing ever? And I also learned how to use an Os- Oxford comma. Um, oh. Real actual shit that I learned, <laughs> as opposed to a series of like horrible graphic jokes I just told, are... Like, how, how do you read between the lines of a reported story? Like, how do you see someone whose job is to report facts and see through the facts into context that can't be proven, you know? Like, how do you see the thing that isn't all the way there but should exist, you know? Like, the, like the context for when everyone says this this jar is green and you're like well but green generally means that it was made by a series of murdered uh curds you're like well i mean you know possible but i can't say that on the record <laughs> <laughs> like how do you, like how do you see through those things um and that's like that's an invaluable service to be taught because the thing is even Deadspin did this too a lot, where they would look at something like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, or all these things. Where they're like, "Well, you're not just saying the things that you know were true," and the and the truth is, no, they aren't. They know something is true, and there's something in the middle here that's not in the words that are actually written that uh, you should see. And what Deadspin was really good at was calling that out about seeing those things. And they, because they could see in between the lines, because they could see, like, the, the fucking, the actual, in between the facts, you know? Because, really, if you're a journalist, your job is to report the facts, what can be proven, what can be told to be true. And there's a lot of, there are a lot of alternative media publications that, their job is to read in between those lines, to see in the middle of things where, like, the actual truth lies and say something about it. That, yeah. you know, hey, maybe you should pay attention to this. Maybe you should pay attention to this guy over here who's only mentioned twice, but clearly something, you know, something's happening. Yeah. And that's what Jed... That's what Deadspin's role was. And they're not, like, they're not actually alternative media. Like... Alternative media is really, really important to the media process, and they weren't like they're not that. They're at this point, Deadspin is mainstream media, whatever the fuck that means to you, which is a not like honestly, it's a nonsense term. It's a nonsense term. I and guess I hate it. I guess you could say it's because they're backed by VCs, so they have reach sure because whatever resources. But I don't. Yeah, I also don't understand like what what constitutes mainstream media. I think when you when a lot of people say mainstream media, they're just saying um, media publications that report things that I don't necessarily want to hear. Yeah. 
Well, th- like, so like, <laughs> think about it this way. Like, if Fox News was really good at reporting the facts, you know, if when something happened, they were an extremely strong source to say, here is specifically what happened, and here is exactly how it went. And then you go over to their editorial board, and they're like, well, mostly this is an endorsement of Donald Trump. Like, obviously that sucks. Like, yeah. it would suck, sorry. Uh, it would suck if that was the case. Thank fucking Christ they're not actually good at reporting facts, or they, like, then I'd be in a much more awkward situation. Yeah, they don't actually do hard reporting. They report someone else's facts and say, that's a lie. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they report some. They report a fact that someone else reported, and then talk about how not, not good it was. Yeah. Because... It didn't. It wasn't convenient. It it's not convenient it's, to their. To, it doesn't help them to their lifestyle. It's and not convenient to the Republican lifestyle. Yeah, and what's happening with Spanafeller, Spanafeller, Spanfeller, and uh, Maidment? Yeah, fuck Jim Spanafeller. Doesn't deserve for me to. <laughs> fuck him and Jim Spandex Feller. That's that's correct. Him <laughs> and Arnoldus Chapapman can go fuck right off. I do love that I went like a year. I'm just letting you say Arnoldus Chapman because I hated his name. I just hated him so much that I was like, you know, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> fuck. Fuck uh, Jim Spanafeller. Fuck uh, Jimmy Maidamantos. His name's Jim Maidman, and you should all email him if you have any way to do so. Um, fuck, man. Like, I've like, I my. As I said, my parents were both in journalism. They have both both lost jobs because of decisions made by um, investment groups and ownership groups. That's brutal. And like, because suddenly the publication either just doesn't, you know, we don't make enough in advertising dollars or because the editorial board no longer agrees with us or fucking whatever, like. And that's, like, this is the fuck, like, you have to speak truth to fucking power, man. Like, and that's, like, Deadspin did that, and that's why I liked them. Yeah, they weren't, you know? they weren't gonna lie. And here's the, here's the other fucking thing, too, is that in that same media company, they, they keep saying, oh, well, Deadspin can't talk about politics, because we are already have a politics website. Website, Yeah, they did. That politics website was called Splinter, and they shut it down three weeks ago. Yeah. They just, like, fired everybody and said, we're not doing this anymore. And then Deadspin kept making politics posts, and they said, stick to sports, and they said no. But it, it is sports, though. That's the Everything is sports. All of it is sport. God! Donald God. Trump getting annihilated at the World Series is sports. Those are sports fans doing it at a sporting event. Mm-hmm. What's not sports about that? Everything is sports. It's Donald about Trump that. decided to fucking walk into the fucking stadium. If Donald and Trump get, and get absolutely fucking stone cold stunnered by the best fans in baseball. I don't know who they were. I know well, they were the in Nationals Washington. fans are the best fans in baseball. Yeah, I agree. After what they just Definitely did. Definitely agreed. Literally. The best the fans best. in baseball. Like, fuck Giants fans. <laughs> fuck Rockies fans. Fuck Cardinals fans. Cardinal, Yankees I fans. I believe Cardinals fans are the ones trash. who said they were, are they, actually they, they the definitely, best fans they, in baseball. Yeah, they think they're the best, but they're not. 
None of us are the best. The only none there's of, only one best, and that's Nationals fans. Nationals fans booed Donald Trump. They didn't just boo him. Lock him up. They annihilated him. He, the look on Melania's face when she realizes what the fuck is happening. Because I don't think they they fully realized that they were on the screen at the time. And then, like you go four or five seconds, and she realizes it, and he realizes it. The change in their face is perfect. You see two people who are like, "Oh my god, everyone's fucking booing us right now!" <laughs> Literally in that in that exa- and you're just like, "Oh, I love it." Uh, it's just Mwah. grazie, delicious. I want fucking big ziti for my heart. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I actually, I I cried. Yesterday, like I like was trying to talk through Deadspin closing and what it meant to me. Like I started crying. Um, I mean, who knows who? Who the fuck knows what happens? Like, because they're I don't know. I don't know what the future looks like for sports media. I I really don't. History says another publication will come out swinging, but there's not really a situation where that kind of can exist right now because who's it gonna be i don't know i don't SB know nation Vox? no it, you it think absolute, Vox is gonna pull up like an sb nation won't do it they don't even pay their employees <laughs> exactly <laughs> <You have> to... <laughs> we also don't want a fucking sponsor because then we can't skip podcasts because <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't be like anyone... i can't be like i'm sick today yeah. i can't do a podcast but if we had a sponsor, it'd be like, oh, fuck, I got to do this podcast because I've got, <laughs> I have a contractual obligation to talk about bullshit brewing for, <laughs> for, for, for at least five minutes today. And talk about how the Whatever. bullshit brewing horseshit IPA is the best IPA I've had in at least two months. Whatever you may be drinking, always remember to cheers at Cheers Health. Oh yeah, that was a scam that uh, my girlfriend fell into with, fake, <laughs> with the fucking no hangover pills. Cool. I just I just repeated I, a scam. I I cool. fucking I fucking took one of those pills uh, the night that we went to the Seahawks game. Was it a sugar pill? I don't fucking know what was in it, but I was hungover, and I th- let's go to hype drags. Oh shit, we're doing that now. Yeah. Um, hype drags. So Josh Hamilton's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I heard he beat uh, up his child. Uh, yeah, not great. Uh, yeah. There's no, there's no hype to this. Uh, Josh Hamilton is just kind of a gross, dude. What bugs me about this is fucking. So Hamilton is supposed to be this like success story about like, oh, I went to baseball and then I accidentally had a drug problem, and it, then I came back and I was good at baseball and didn't have a drug problem. And yeah. he's just, like, every single thing that has happened to him after about the two or three years where, like, where he was clean and sober have basically been a train wreck. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, a, like, a real-ass story, story about addiction. Yeah. Like, uh... No, it's rough. Like, I, I actually... Like, the thing that sucks is, like, I would like Josh Hamilton to succeed. He just doesn't seem to be able to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, not well, there's great. There's two baseball points over there. Yeah, we did two. They did two baseball points. Uh, Josh Hamilton has zero baseball points. No, not great. Not uh, great. Uh, second drag. Cannot say fuck Jim Spanfeller 
enough times. Or loud enough. Or basically everyone should just walk around with t-shirts and say, fuck Jim Spanfeller. And you've got another hype. Or a hype in general. Yeah, I would like to hype the people who booed and chanted, lock him up at Donald Trump. <laughs> so morning so morning joe didn't like that they did uh, not so msnbc's morning joe program which features a republican and a democrat who are married right that's the fucking show yeah that's the thing that's and the they whole do a thing, morning yeah. show together that's so adorable for those two republicans and one of them pretending to be a democrat to, uh, <laughs> to do that's that's so adorable for that strong choice for a moderate democrat a.k.a. a Republican and a hardline Republican to make a TV show and call it balanced. That's why I would like to drag a bunch of fucking equivocating cowards who say, that's not what America is supposed to be like. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, like, shut up, dude. For so, so many people, like, America sucks. <laughs> our president just, like, had a bunch of people yell, lock her up, and now he's the president. Yeah. And... Um, and you all hate, I don't know, minorities, sort of, writ large. So, I don't know, maybe consider fucking off. Yeah. I mean, they didn't, uh, literally Morning Joe didn't have a problem with it uh, when it happened during the 2006 campaign for Donald Trump. When he first started doing the lock him up, lock her up chant. Uh, Morning Joe, I believe their their take was like, is this bad or good? And now, three years later, that not a political opponent of any of Donald Trump, just human beings, citizens who dislike uh, an objectively hideous monster. Well, you should ha- you got to respect the office. Yeah. You know? they, well, they they decided to just yell, lock him up. And Morning Joe's like, mm, un-American. If there's one thing is someone who has perpetually lived on the internet since they were 14 years old, I can tell you right now. Something will come up. It's not going to be Deadspin. Deadspin's dead. Deadspin's gone. But there will be another Deadspin. There, I mean, I think there probably will and be. And it'll happen faster than you expect. I think probably. So. Someone someone will morph themselves into that. Um, I actually, I honestly do think SB Nation is a, is, is an, is a destination. Um, I see that. Cause like, I get that. I, I think, Vo- I I think, Vo- think Vox that, will have to but... shell out the contracts for it. Yeah. But I think they are a legitimate destination for that sort of thing. Someone's going to want that. No, this Someone's going to want that traffic. This is a real thing that people want to read about and see. I mean, because that's, so, that's, that's how a lot of people view sports. Not everyone is does it through the ESPN barstool lens. Yeah. Um, a, at least half of the people that I know that like sports view it through a lens of of i guess not necessarily fully self-deprecation but just honesty just honesty about the human existence regarding sports the honesty around uh social issues that surround sports and around the people who play them like that's just what it's supposed to be about and there's too many people who watch sports for those reasons for there not to be publications out there that 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 cater to that. It'd just be fucking weird. It'd just be a bunch of Twitter people yelling <laughs> at that point. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I I th- no, I think that's 100% correct. And like I don't know. I feel bad that like I do I actually kind of feel bad that I haven't been able to show up to this to, like this discussion with I don't know something more severe or more serious or more directed, but like I still feel really emotional about seeing this aspect of reporting that I really believed in be chopped into pieces. Like, yeah. Uh, like, I really do. Like, it needs to exist. It needs to exist. And I hope that there's something else that will step in to take that place. And I get, yeah. And it's kind of scary to imagine that maybe there won't be. Like, maybe nothing will come back and be Deadspin. Like, maybe that was it. Like, maybe that was the only thing that was going to be really seriously critical about sports. I mean, I, I, mean, I can't I imagine that's that's it. Cause... I don't know. You and I are going to keep doing this, I assume. Unless, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do Unless you podcast. decided you really don't like me, or <laughs> I've decided I really don't like you, which I don't think I have, but let me check with my assistant to see what I said about people last week. Why do you have an <laughs> assistant? Where, who's your assistant? It's the dog. Anya loves me. <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't happen. No, she does love you. And I take it personally that some rich guy decided that saying the true things about sports are bad. So I'm going to go ahead and if I ever meet Jim Spanfeller, I'm going to punch him in the fucking face. Which leads me to my list of people who can fuck off. Okay. Run, run each name by me and I will comment also. Jim Spanfeller. Piece of shit. Should fuck off forever. Paul Maidman. Okay, yeah. Fuck off forever. Uh, David Portnoy. Yeah. Oh my. He's garbage, dude. He's the. He's a bad person. He's possibly the worst person ever I think it's hilarious walked. that his wife cheated on him with her soul cycle instructor. I think he deserved it. I think that it should happen to him. I think he should feel that pain every single day for the rest of his life. I think people should actively... Find David Portnoy at bars, hit on him, and make him feel like he's gonna like go home with them. Yeah. And then find someone wearing a Soul Cycle T-shirt and be like, "Oh no, never mind," and leave <laughs> with that person. Uh, the weirdest part about that story is a human being wearing a Soul Cycle T-shirt <laughs> in a bar. But you know what? I like it. That's, that's what I'm going for. Um. Other people who can fuck off. Anyone who has ever worked in a private equity fund. Okay. Every coward who can't face an opinion, fact, or a truth that ever contradicted their shitty fucking narrow worldview. Right. So, half of the sports world. Yeah. And the country. Uh, the New York Jets. <laughs> I don't want to put the Jets in line with, like... <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. Because <laughs> they're the Jets. Continue. Uh, Jim Spanelfeller and uh, Paul Maidman. Yeah, we got them. <laughs> yeah, no, did we? No, did we cover them already? No, you you listed them already in this. Did list. I now? Did yeah, I you literally you literally did. Mm. All capitalists. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Uh, Jim Spanelfeller. Yeah. Who, who who's that? You, have you heard of Jim Spanelfeller? Jamie Sampson. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. <laughs> uh, David Portnoy. <laughs> What's that? 
Are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> no, you can read the thing. It's right. It's right there. The next one is Jim Spanfeller. Uh, yeah, but oh, David Portnoy is that? Oh, you misspelled <laughs> his name too. That's actually awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just fucking with me. I'm like confused. I'm like, why did he say the same thing twice? Uh, I did it on purpose. Yeah, you can see that. <laughs> this is David Portnoy. Portnoy. He's more Boston than anything, really. Anyway, every single one of those motherfuckers, Jim Spanfeller, Paul Maidman, Dave Portnoy, uh, the New York Jets, apparently, they're all a bunch of fucking cowards. They're called fuck off. I hate them. And they are quite literally making this country and this world worse. Yeah. I want to hype... Every writer and journalist who has dedicated their lives to speaking truth to power. Uh, I'm not going to name anyone because it's... That'd be a lot of people. But I want to say that I respect and admire and appreciate everything that you're doing. Because it's not hard work to be called a, a dishonest person by... A large chunk of the country just for saying that a fact happened. Uh, I think it's really hard that reporters have to be labeled as enemy of the states literally for saying what happened. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy to me. That's an insane thing to me. And uh, apparently it's a thing that half the country, more than half the country, maybe a little less than half of the country, it's it's close, it's somewhere between 40% and 60% believes that reporters who are honest and report facts are legitimately bad people who are enemies of the states and borderline traitors which is fucking insane to me so shout out super hype to literally every reporter that's dedicated to the truth because uh i never thought like as a kid i never thought i'd see the day where like fact-based reporting is evil yeah i always thought that was a good thing i was always taught that was a good thing under the under the the impression that that was good knowing what's really happening is good and not bad but apparently uh, we live in a different world in 2019 well if any of you are commenters on any of the geo media sites Say the AV Club, Jezebel, Jalopnik, The Root, uh, I don't know, Life Hacker, uh, The Takeout, all of these things. It might be worth noting that maybe you should yell about whether or not the comments are going to be deleted on this site that you go to. Yeah. Because maybe you just won't get a voice anymore. This is, these are. It's the it's, same company, so. We are quite literally fighting a war against the rich at this point, I think. So, and I, for that reason, at the end, I would like to hype Barry Pachesky, Diana Moskovitz, Kelsey McKinney, Tom Lay, Laura Wagner, Lauren Tyson, Albert Bernaco, Chris Thompson, and Patrick Redford. And if any of you on the masthead say Billy Hazley or David Roth or Drew McGarry or any of you guys have resigned since then I want to hype you too if you haven't I mean fucking I get it man 
It's tough. The world's a hard place to live. So I have a parting thought that has not anything to do with Deadspin. But I know that a lot of people that listen to this podcast live in D3 in Seattle. Yeah. And I'm going to say, don't you dare fucking vote for Egan Orion. <laughs> Fuck Egan Orion. Vote Kshwama Sawant. Yeah. Vote for Kshwama Sawant. Or just don't. Just don't give your vote to Egan Orion. I uh, we're fighting, like we said, we're fighting a we're fighting a war against corporate money right now. Yeah, our, Egan our, Orion we live in a is city. literally the embodiment of corporate money. <laughs> we live in a city that that is fighting corporate money right now. Like any of these candidates who in the primary, like Pat Mirakami, who are safe Seattle uh, moms for Seattle, back. While I'm not like the biggest Kashama Sawant fan, I will say she's not your enemy. Regardless of uh, whether or not um, she's getting most of her money from Socialist Alternative. Uh, she's not your enemy. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say fuck Egan Orion. Uh, fuck any Amazon City Council candidate. Um, vote for Kashama Sawant. And if you happen to be in District 4, vote for Sean Scott. Um, and honestly, vote for anybody who be- says they believe that your life is worth something. Because... Like I said, man, I spent a lot of my life being taught to treat, taught to read between the lines. You can tell when someone believes that your life is valuable. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Washington did a baseball point. They did two to one baseball point style. And this has been All Sports Are Bad. You can tweet at us at the account All Sports Are Bad, or you can tweet at me at Patrick JCS. And you can tweet at Jake at Wildly Pointless, which is a way better Twitter handle than the one I have. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Um, We're on the internet. We are on the internet. We have a .com. Just go to allsportsarebad.com. Just Google all sports are bad. We're going to be the first thing that shows up. I would hope so. You're pretty good at SEO. I made, I made sure that we're the first thing to show. I figured you might have. I figured you might have. <laughs> I wasn't going to allow anything else. It would be really embarrassing. Uh, yeah. This is... Man, stand up for yourselves. Please stand up for yourselves. Please don't dig your head in the sand too long. I understand the need that sometimes you might want to and have to. I get it when you do. I really do. But you gotta I've show done up the sometimes. same, but you gotta show up sometimes. Goodbye, internet. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't make this happy, internet. Stand up for something. Fight for what's good. Fucking long live Deadspin, man. Deadspin forever. Deadspin forever. Bye, internet. See you next week.